Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, January 3, 2018, Court Debt Collection. Issue. This issue review provides historical information regarding the collection of outstanding court debt, highlights current collection efforts and revenues received, and details law changes made during the 2016 legislative session. This document is an update of an issue review published by the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, in February 2016. Affected agencies, Judicial Branch, Department of Administrative Services, DAS, Department of Revenue, DOR, Department of Transportation, DOT, and County Attorneys and Treasurers. Code Authority, Iowa Code Sections 8A.504, 232.142, 272D, 321.210A, 321.210B, 321A.32A, 321J.17, 602, and 911. Background. Court debt consists of all unpaid fines, penalties, court costs, fees, forfeited bail, criminal surcharges under Iowa Code Chapter 911, victim restitution, court-appointed attorney fees, or expenses for a public defender ordered pursuant to Iowa Code Section 815.9, indigent defense, and fees charged pursuant to Iowa Code Section 356. Seven County Sheriff Room and Board, or Iowa Code Section 904.108, Department of Corrections. Restitution and all other fines, penalties, fees, court costs, and surcharges are paid to the Clerk of the District Court. The payments are applied in the following priority order. 1. Pecuniary damages as defined in Iowa Code Section 913.1, Subsection 3. Fines or penalties, the 35% criminal penalty surcharge and law enforcement initiative surcharges. Number three, reimbursements to the crime victim compensation program. Number four, court costs, county sheriff administrative costs and Roman board administrative costs and Roman board to the Department of Corrections, court appointed attorney fees or public defender expenses, and any other court orders. Court Debt Amnesty. The General Assembly enacted Senate File 2428, Delinquent Debt Collection Act, in 2008 and Senate File 2383, Debt Collection Act, in 2010. Both acts made various changes to existing debt collection programs and created new programs, including a Court Debt Amnesty Program. The program was administered by the Iowa Department of Revenue, DOR, from September 1, 2010 through November 30, 2010. Eligible debt was defined as outstanding court debt imposed on cases prior to December 1, 2006 and owed to the state as defined in Iowa Code Section 602.8107. Debt amnesty was granted to 13,511 applicants involving 25,442 cases. A total of $3.4 million was collected with an additional $3.4 million forgiven. The total direct cost of the program was 616 and a net total of $2.8 million was deposited in the state general fund. Court debt since fiscal year 1998. The total outstanding court debt at the end of fiscal year 2017 was $731.9 million. Outstanding court debt has grown by 410.4% since fiscal year 1998. Outstanding debt increased by 4.7% from fiscal year 2016 to fiscal year 2017. The transition period of removing CCU from court debt collection and assigning it to the private debt collector and county attorneys may be a contributing factor to this increase. 
See History of Court Debt Collection System Section, page 4 of this issue review. Despite the increase from fiscal year 2015 and fiscal year 2016, the fiscal year 2017% increase still follows the slowing trend of outstanding court debt added each year. This may be due to court efforts to remove debt owed by deceased persons and because total case filings in general have decreased. Fiscal year 2017 Court Debt by Type The total outstanding court debt owed to the state is $731.9 million. Criminal debt and traffic debt comprise a large portion of the total outstanding debt at $524.4 million or 72% and $168.7 million or 23% respectively. Debt that is up to one year old accounts for $87.3 million or 12% of the total and debt 10 years or older, accounts for $248.3 million, or 34%. The following table shows the fiscal year 2017 collection rates by case type. Higher fine amounts tend to result in lower collection rates. Collection rates by case type. Case type felonies, collection rate 10%. Case type aggravated misdemeanor, collection rate 12.3%. Case type serious misdemeanor, collection rate 18.8%. Case type law enforcement initiative surcharge, collection rate 19.7%. Case type dare surcharge, collection rate 24.5%. Simple misdemeanor, collection rate 28.2%. Case type OWI, collection rate 30.7%. Case type municipal infractions, collection rate 30.9%. Case type criminal penalty surcharge, collection rate 39. Case type speeding, collection rate 72%. History of Court Debt Collection System. Centralized Collection Unit CCU. The CCU is housed in the DOR and is a self-supporting centralized debt collection program for state agencies. It charges for all direct and indirect costs that are permissible for CCU activities. The CCU collects debt for the DOR tax receivables, the Department of Human Services Child Support Recovery Unit, and the Department of Natural Resources. The CCU began collecting court debt in 1996. For judicial branch debt, the CCU added a 10% fee to each account to cover collection costs, personnel, accounting, data processing, auto dialer, collection software upgrades, and printing. As of July 1, 2015, the CCU is no longer collecting new debt for the judicial branch because of changes made in Senate File 510, Fiscal Year 2016 Standing Appropriations Act, enacted during the 2015 legislative session. In Fiscal Year 2017, the CCU reassigned most of its court debt accounts to the judicial branch, but still collected $2.4 million dollars from the court debt that remained assigned to the CCU. Eventually, the CCU will no longer collect on any court debt cases. An annual report regarding implementation of the program is required under Iowa Code Section 421.17, subsection 27, paragraph H. The table that accompanies this issue review shows the court debt collected by the CCU since fiscal year 2005. Debt Collection Timelines The timeline for debt placement with collection entities has been modified several times. Prior to the 2015 legislative session, assessed debt was placed with the CCU if it had not been paid or placed in a payment plan with the clerk of the district court. Sixty days after that, the county attorney could file a notice of full commitment to have the debt assigned to that office for collection. After one year, if the debt had not been assigned to the county attorney 
and the debt was not in an established payment plan with the CCU, the debt was turned over to the private debt collector. During the 2015 legislative session, Senate File 510, Fiscal Year 2016 Standing Appropriations Act, changed the process of court debt collection by eliminating the role of the CCU. After the debt was delinquent, the law required that it be sent to a private debt collector. If by day 90 the debt has not been paid or placed in a payment plan, it was assigned to the county attorney. The act also allowed the private debt collector to charge a collection fee of up to 25% of the total debt in addition to the total debt owed. The processes are illustrated in a chart that accompanies this issue review. Private collector, an initial contract was signed for the period of December 1, 2010 to June 30, 2012 with Linebarger, Goggin, Blair, and Sampson, LLP, a law firm in Kansas City, Missouri. The contract allows the judicial branch to grant up to three one-year extensions. At the end of the third extension, June 30, 2015, the contract was continued on a month-to-month basis. To date, the judicial branch has not issued a new request for proposal or RFP. Linebarger began collecting debt in July 2018. Since then, a total of $686.9 million has been placed with Linebarger, and it has collected $49.4 million, or 5.6%, through June 30, 2017. Prior to July 1, 2015, 365 days would have passed before outstanding debt was assigned to the private debt collector. As of fiscal year 2016, debt is permitted to be assigned to the private debt collector once the debt becomes delinquent 30 days from imposition or failure to pay installment. The CCU was also removed from the court debt collection process, which resulted in the increased placement and collection of court debt for fiscal year 2016. The impact of these changes in fiscal year 2016 is reflected in a table that accompanies this issue review. Due to further changes to the collections process in fiscal year 2017, both the private debt collector and county attorneys were eligible to be assigned and collect court debt at delinquency. As a result, the amount of debt assigned to Linebarger decreased in fiscal year 2017. Consequently, Linebarger collected $13.3 million in fiscal year 2017, a decrease of $5.2 million from fiscal year 2016. Although the collection rate decreased from fiscal year 2017 to fiscal year 2016, the amount collected by Linebarger still shows a large collections increase from prior fiscal years. Debt is easiest to collect in the first two years of assessment and in fiscal year 2016, Linebarger started receiving the debt at the time of delinquency instead of a year later. The newer debt contributed to the large increase in collections by Linebarger in fiscal year 2016. Although the amount of collections increased, the overall percent collected has remained around the average, with a temporary increase in fiscal year 2017 due to the smaller amount placed than the year before. The chart that accompanies this issue review shows the increase in collections by Linebarger. As noted previously, Linebarger collections in fiscal year 2017 decreased due to a law change allowing the assignment of court debt to be made to the county attorneys at the time of delinquency. County attorney. County attorneys began collecting court debt in 1992. As part of participating in collection, county attorneys are able to retain a portion of the collection. 
All collecting counties are required to file notice for the fiscal year in which they wish to collect. In fiscal year 2016, 48 counties collected debt, and in fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2018, 63 counties filed notice to collect. This is the highest number of counties to ever participate in the program. The increase is presumably due to the fact that county attorneys are now assigned newer debt and are likely to collect more than they did under the previous system. Counties are also permitted to form Iowa Code Chapter 28E agreements for debt collections. These agreements are entered into by two or more counties to jointly use their services and facilities to collect court debt in those counties. To date, the following 28E agreements are in place. Number 1, Adams, Fremont, Ringgold, and Taylor counties. Number 2, Alamakee and Winnesheet counties. Number 3, Cherokee and O'Brien counties. And number 4, Benton, Bramer, Buchanan, and Tama counties. In fiscal year 2016, delinquent court debt was placed with the private debt collector before the county attorneys. As of fiscal year 2017, the county attorneys may collect court debt at the time of delinquency, which increased the amount held and collected by the county attorneys in fiscal year 2017. In fiscal year 2017, about $2.687 billion in court debt was held by all of the counties. This figure is significantly greater than the total amount of outstanding court debt referenced at the beginning of this document, because it includes restitution, money owed to counties, cities, and sheriffs, and any other remaining debt that is not owed to the state but is still collected. Out of the total court debt held by county attorneys, $23.9 million was collected and deposited as revenue for the state and participating counties in fiscal year 2017. This number does not reflect the total amount collected because county attorneys do not receive any portion of funds collected for victim restitution, the victim compensation fund, the criminal penalty surcharge, the drug abuse surcharge, the law enforcement surcharge, the county enforcement surcharge, the $200 Department of Transportation civil penalty set off procedures under Iowa Code Section 8A.504 or sheriff's fees. Of the total revenue collected in fiscal year 2017 by county attorneys, $16.4 million was deposited with the state and $7.5 million was deposited with the counties. As required by Section 7 of Senate File 2316 Court Debt Collection Act enacted during the 2016 legislative session, the state auditor has submitted a review of county attorney court debt collections for fiscal year 2017 to the Governor and the General Assembly. A copy of that report is available on the state auditor's website. Fiscal Year 2017 Collection Rates the effects of the current collection process implemented in fiscal year 2017 are evident in the following actual court debt collection table. Less debt was collected in fiscal year 2017 than both fiscal year 2016 and fiscal year 2015. This downward trend may be due to the transition phase of removing CCU from the process and assigning debt to only county attorneys and the private debt collector instead. Since the current debt collection system has only been in place for one full fiscal year, it is difficult to compare the collection rates of the private collector and county attorneys with the CCU and how the change in collectors will affect court debt collections revenue. The CCU collections continue to decrease because the unit is only collecting debt assigned to it 
prior to the fiscal year 2016 law change. During fiscal year 2016, the private debt collector was the only entity to collect at delinquency, which accounts for the substantial increase in collections during that year. The current system allowing county attorneys to collect at delinquency was implemented in fiscal year 2017, which accounts for the increased county attorney collections and the slight decrease in private debt collector collections. The professional licensing program ceased collection of court debt in fiscal year 2017. The totals collected by other entities had no significant change over prior years since their role or placement in the collections process was not modified. Current system for court debt collection. During the 2016 Legislative session, Senate File 2316, Court Debt Collection Act, made several changes to the court debt collection system. The timeline was modified to allow the county attorneys to begin collecting after 30 days from assessment or the due date of an installment payment. If a county attorney has filed a notice of full commitment to collect delinquent court debt and a memorandum of understanding or MOU with the clerk of the district court, the debt is assigned to the county attorney. If not, the debt is assigned to the designated private debt collector. County attorney requirements. In order to collect court debt after the debt is deemed delinquent, the county attorney must first file with the clerk of district court on or before July 1st of the fiscal year the county plans to collect debt, a notice of full commitment to collect, and an MOU with the state court administrator for all cases assigned to the county for collection. The county attorney is only required to file the initial notice. Previously, the county attorney had to file the notice annually. In order to stop collecting, the county attorney must file a notice of intent to cease collection of delinquent court debt at the start of the next fiscal year with the clerk of district court on or before May 15th. County Thresholds and Distribution of Collections Senate File 2316 Court Debt Collection Act made several changes to the county attorney collection thresholds in Iowa Code Section 602.8107, Subsection 4, Paragraph C. When a county attorney elects to collect court debt, they must meet a certain collection threshold as determined by the county's population. Once the county surpasses that collection threshold, the excess is distributed between the county and the clerk of the district court according to Iowa Code Section 602.8107, subsection 4, paragraph D. Collection thresholds, population 150,000 and 1 and above, Qualifying counties, three, threshold, $1 million. Population, 100,001 to 150,000. Qualifying counties, three, threshold, $600,000. Population, 50,001 to 100,000. Qualifying counties, three, threshold, $300,000. Population, 26,001 to 50,000. Qualifying counties, 12, threshold, $100,000. Population, 15,001 to 26,000. Qualifying counties, 20, threshold, $50,000. Less than or equal to 15,000 population. Qualifying counties, 22, threshold, $25,000. Senate File 2316 Court Debt Collection Act increased the threshold levels for the four largest categories of counties due to the fact that larger counties were often reaching their threshold levels toward the beginning of the fiscal year. 
in order to qualify, any county in a 28E agreement must collect an amount of debt that originated in its own jurisdiction that is equal to its applicable population threshold. In addition to the increased thresholds, the distribution of the revenue collected by the county attorney was also adjusted. Program eligibility requirements. In order for a county attorney to remain eligible to collect, the county attorney must collect 100% of the applicable collection threshold within two years of beginning to collect delinquent court debt beginning July 1st, 2016. If the county attorney collects more than 80% but less than 100% of the applicable threshold, the state court administrator must provide notice to the county attorney specifying that in order to remain eligible to collect, the county attorney must collect at least 125,000% of the applicable threshold by the end of the next fiscal year. If the county attorney fails to meet the threshold, the state court administrator must provide notice to the county attorney that the county is ineligible to collect for the next two fiscal years, and all existing and future cases are assigned to the private debt collector. License suspension. In 2016, Senate File 2316, Court Debt Collection Act, modified Iowa Code Section 321.210B to permit a person with delinquent court debt to enter into an installment agreement with the county attorney or the private collection designees if the clerk of the district court has reported the delinquency to the DOT. Previously, the person could only enter into the installment agreement after the license had been suspended. This change allows the person with delinquent debt to enter into an agreement more quickly and prevent the license suspension. Financial statement. A person with delinquent court debt is now permitted to provide a new financial statement within 15 days of the determination of delinquency. The financial statement must indicate that the person's financial condition has changed to such an extent that lower installment payments would have been required prior to the execution of the initial installment agreement. The county attorney or the private debt collector has the discretion to determine whether the change in the person's financial condition requires lower payments. After receipt and acceptance of the financial statement, the county attorney or the private collection designee is prohibited from notifying the clerk of the district court of the delinquency and the person is no longer considered in default. Other debt collection programs. Judicial offsets. The DAS operates the income offset program. Monies recovered through this program are returned to the respective department or agency and applied to the various funding sources. The DAS collects funds monthly through the income tax offset, vendor offset, lottery winnings, and casino and racetrack winnings. Anyone with winnings of at least $1,200 is verified prior to payout to determine that the person does not have any outstanding debt owed to the state of Iowa. The DAS charges an additional $7 fee to the debtor for each offset held and the fee is used to cover expenses for the income offset program. The table that accompanies this article shows offset since fiscal year 2010. In fiscal year 2017, $13.2 million was recovered on behalf of the judicial branch, which is 28.8% of all revenue collected through the income offset program. County treasurer restitution through vehicle registration. State law requires a county treasurer to refuse to renew a vehicle registration when the owner owes unpaid fines and court fees. 
Once the debt is paid, the county treasurer allows renewal of the registration. Payment is permitted at the county treasurer's office rather than the clerk of district court. An optional $5 processing fee may be charged by and paid to the county treasurer and deposited in the county general fund. This program includes all debt, including civil cases such as dissolutions, probate, small claims, and other unpaid court costs owed the state. In fiscal year 2016 and fiscal year 2017, respectively, totals of $243,036 and $184,855 were collected. Out of the 25 counties collecting, Polk County collected the most with a total of $96,633 in fiscal year 2017. Professional Licensing If an individual owes at least $1,000 in debt collected by the CCU, the CCU can request that the professional license of the individual be suspended, revoked, denied insurance, or denied renewal unless the individual's court debt is paid or placed in a payment plan. The procedure for license sanctions is set out in Iowa Code Chapter 272D. In fiscal year 2015, there were 1,242 license sanction warning letters and 392 license sanctions requested for failure to pay. In fiscal year 2016, there were only 7 license sanction warning letters sent and 72 license sanctions requested due to the new law removing the CCU from the collections process. In fiscal year 2017, the CCU returned all remaining court debt accounts to the judicial branch and no longer collects court debt through this program. However, the CCU is currently used to collect unpaid taxes and debt owed to the Department of Natural Resources. Driver's License Sanctions If an individual has delinquent court debt, the clerk of the district court sends a notification letter requesting payment or entrance into a payment plan within 60 days from the date of the mailing. If the individual does not comply, the clerk of the district court will notify the DOT of the individual's failure to pay. Once the DOT has been notified of the delinquency, the DOT sends an official notice of driver's license suspension to that individual. After a license suspension, an individual may only have a license reinstated once the DOT receives proof that the fine or debt has been paid in full or the clerk of district court asks the DOT to withdraw the suspension because the fine or debt has been paid in full or placed in a payment plan. Once the suspension for failure to pay has ended, the person may reinstate his or her driver's license by paying a $20 reinstatement fee. In fiscal year 2017, there were 65,375 driver's license sanctions for non-payment of Iowa fines issued by the DOT, accounting for 45% of all driver's license sanctions in that fiscal year. Since individuals may have more than one non-payment of fine sanction, there were 35,210 individuals that received one or more sanctions in fiscal year 2017. Findings. The court debt collection system implemented in fiscal year 2017 is reflected in the actual collection totals for the private debt collector and county attorneys. Both entities have experienced an increase in revenue due to the assignment of debt at the time of delinquency instead of at 90 days under the prior system. Although revenue has increased for both county attorneys and the private debt collector, the amount of court debt revenue in general has decreased over the past two fiscal years. This decrease may be caused by factors unrelated to the court debt collections systems, such as a decrease in filings, but the debt collection transition phases in fiscal year 
2016 and fiscal year 2017 likely also account for the decrease. Collections by both the private debt collector and county attorneys should be monitored over the next several fiscal years to compare the current system's effectiveness to the previous collection system. As the court debt collection system continues to evolve, legislators may consider the impact on the state general fund and the criminal justice system as well as the amount of resources being devoted to collection. In a 2016 criminal justice debt study by the Criminal Justice Policy Program at Harvard Law School, several legislative and judicial reforms were recommended for court debt collection. The state of Iowa has already implemented several of the reforms recommended by this study, such as the amnesty program and diversion courts. Many of these reforms are based on the consideration of fines versus fees and whether the purpose is for punishment or to provide a source of revenue. These recommendations include eliminate surcharges imposed on criminal defendants, eliminate fines and fees imposed prior to adjudication of guilt, monitor and eliminate racial disparities, end the use of collection of mechanisms that act as, quote, poverty traps, discontinue the use of driver's license and professional license suspensions, create statutes of limitation for debt collection, authorize alternatives to monetary sanctions, create amnesty programs, create diversion courts, and require that criminal justice debt statements be used to defendants. The study also examines the factors that may affect a person's ability to pay off debt. In Iowa, a private debt collector can charge and retain an additional 25% of the outstanding debt. This could create more of a financial burden to a population with insufficient resources to settle court debt for a variety of reasons. The study also discusses the, quote, poverty trap that may be created by the suspension of drivers or professional licenses. Nearly 40% of license suspensions nationwide stem from unpaid fines, missed child support payments, and drug offenses. Those who oppose the use of these sanctions argue that it takes away a person's means of making a living and ability to pay off debts. In addition, the study notes that suspension programs are often expensive to administer and may outweigh the benefits. As a result, the study recommends phasing out these programs, at least in situations in which it is found that the defendant is unable to pay rather than unwilling to pay. It is important for fines, penalties, court costs, fees, forfeited bail, and surcharges to be paid as quickly as possible. The longer the delay, the less likely it is that the defendant will pay. The Harvard study recommends requiring that criminal justice debt statements be issued to defendants and read in court at the time of sentencing. These statements would itemize all amounts that the individual owes towards fees, fines, restitution, and other assessments, the legal basis for each amount, and the due date. It would also include clear instructions on what to do if a person is unable to pay the debt. Of Iowa's total $731.9 million in outstanding court debt, $248.3 million, or 34%, is more than 10 years old. Iowa Code Section 602.8107, subsection 6, requires the judicial branch to close the case file and write off debt that is uncollectible after 65 years from the date of imposition. In addition, the judicial branch receives monthly updates from the Department of Public Health in order to write off the debts of deceased persons. The judicial branch does not write off court debt for bankruptcy. A portion of the outstanding court debt is unrecoverable for various reasons, and it may be beneficial to determine the amount and remove it from expected collections. 
with the legislative changes undertaken in fiscal year 2017, further monitoring of the incoming revenues and collection issues resulting from those changes should be done by the judicial branch and the LSA. This issue review will be updated if and when further legislation is enacted, modifying the current process of court debt collection. The LSA staff contact for this issue review is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275. To view all charts, graphs, forms, and other text documents, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov and open the LSA Publications tab at the top. Click on Fiscal Analysis on the left, then under Fiscal Publications, click on Issue Reviews.